Welcome to Bad Dad's Club episode 6. Sorry I paused because last time you really wanted to do the intro and I thought you'd really want to again. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to do it last time. Uh, it's but, my then, turn. But, then, <laughs> but then listening back afterwards I went, oh fuck, I didn't like I I think I did welcome back to as if we'd been like on a break between like starting the episode and not. Yeah, I'm rambling already. It's a good start. So thanks, that was episode six and <laughs> <laughs> So we recorded like maybe was it a week ago? So it was a week ago, yeah. Yeah, so we usually do a catch up at the beginning, as as you may or may not know. Uh, we've not really done much because we've it's been a week. Um, we're not used to it. We're used to having like nearly a month and a half between each one. Yeah. So it's it's really weird being like, what have you done this week? What have you done this week? Except for make a diorama. Well, in the in the last <laughs> in the last week, I went home, edited the last one, put the last one up. I've done an interview for this one, and now I'm here again. That that is my week. Is this what it's like actually having like a a, a regular recording schedule. I know. Maybe we should go back to being disorganised. Yeah, I, I miss... Well, I say going back to... <laughs> <laughs> Everything else in my life is just as disorganised. It's just uh, this has become slightly more organised. Yeah. No, the last week, though, nothing really. Been back to work. Oh, God. Went back to work. Uh, yeah. Did a whole three days. Oh, God. <laughs> and then came back off to my four days off again, so that was I, uh, that was fun. I can't believe how tired I was after three days of work. I literally did nothing on the three days either. Oh, I, mm, I did quite a bit. First day, first day I had two jobs to do. Remember your boss listens to this podcast? Oh, no, he's fully aware that I did nothing. Oh, fantastic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to make sure. <laughs> first, day, first day, I wasn't planned any jobs, so I ended up uh, basically being Hull's bitch for the day. So <laughs> I did I did two jobs on the first day back. The second day back, I washed a barrel out and loaded it. And my third day back, I sat in a garage in Liverpool all day because the tank decided to lock the brakes on. Huh. Well, that sounds like something you'd want. Honestly, I did quarter of a mile on my last day. <laughs> I got up in the morning, the tank brakes were locked on, there was a garage at the end of the road, I sat in there all day until I rang them and went, I'm now not going to get home unless I leave here, so I dropped the tank in the garage and drove back unit only. Fucking hell. That was my entire day. <laughs> so in a in a shift as a truck driver, you drove quarter of a mile? <laughs> yeah, until I drove home with no tank on, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that was it. In in three days I did two deliveries and not both of them was on one day. <laughs> So yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure I lost money for the company over my shift. It definitely sounds like it. Yeah. How was uh. your week at work? Oh, look, a boat. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about the boat. Um, yeah, it's alright. Can we talk about the boat? I really want to talk about the boat because really, it really makes me chuckle. I, I want to talk about it, but I don't because I <laughs> just have such a massive paranoia about being fired right now. I think we've spoke about the boat enough because the people that know about the boat have already laughed about it. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. I, Concentrate. I had a. I, I am very easily distracted. Very easily distracted. Um, no, it was good. Uh, most of the people were either still off or were ill. Um, so most of the people that I needed this week were off or uh, well, were off. Uh, so it's been really fun. As a project manager, whose job is to coordinate people doing work and no one's at work, you can imagine how busy I've been. Yeah. Yeah. In all fairness, I've had a new project to pick up, so yeah, I have actually been busier than it. There's this fucking joke in the community about project managers not doing anything, and I I feel like I'm trying to break that, and I just do so bad. 
at it because I, I can't. I want it to be a myth, and it's not. Well, no, it's not that. I can't. I can't explain what I do. I manage projects, so I make sure things happen. But sometimes things happen by themselves, and I don't have to do much. So all I have to do is watch them happen, and it's a lot harder than it sounds, and there's a lot more work involved than it sounds. But without going into really annoyingly boring detail about how to monitor spreadsheets and how a project plan works, it just it's not really podcast worthy, which is why I haven't done a project management podcast. Yeah, I think that listenership would be even less than ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking narrow field. Although yeah. I have tried looking for project manager podcasts in the past when I was traveling to Leeds and stuff because I wanted to. And fuck me, I as a project manager, they were boring. <laughs> I was listening to them like, is this what me. I sound like? Right, that was exactly it. I, I listened to one and it was like an it was an American one, and I was like, not only was it unbearable because they were American, it was just so dull, and that's a job that I've chosen to do, and I actually really enjoy doing. Does that give you an insight into how your friends feel about you now? Well, that's why I don't talk about work. <laughs> I talk about anything but work. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I've had a fucking Christmas always fucks me up in the head anyway so it's always it's always quite nice going back to work after Christmas and finally being able to kind of focus on something that isn't my yeah, head yeah I think I needed to go back to work I'm quite glad that it was a nice ease into work though um, oh god yeah uh, I, how's that <laughs> mine wasn't mine was literally day one like everything's fucked <laughs> <laughs> no one's in everything's fucked yeah. okay day one here's a Ted polish it <laughs> Yeah, not far yeah. off. But you made a fucking... You had an actual, like, parenting grown-up moment today. Well, yeah, kind today. of. You ruined it because... <laughs> you ruined it. No, you did ruin it because you've just instilled in your daughter the same shit that we've been doing for the last fucking 20 years yeah, so, in terms of losing to the fucking last minute. <laughs> Annabelle's been off school for, what, three weeks? Something like that? Yeah, off, nearly a fucking month. Yeah, we'll put three it weeks. That. Yeah, we've had this project that we've needed to do since she broke off and we did it today. She's back at school tomorrow. <sighs> But it's fine. We still have half a day to spare. That's... <laughs> <laughs> if it went wrong, we could have redone it. Yeah. Okay. I. I can't say anything because I'm doing I the exact same with everything in my life. Like I will leave things the last minute in, until they. I mean, as we learned on the money episode, where I left <laughs> things so last minute that I had a fucking bailiff at my door. I I can't lecture anyone on leaving things last minute, but. It's just fucking hilarious that it was you've had four weeks to build a kid's project. <laughs> it's fine. And, to be fair, it's pretty cool. You fucking, in all fairness, <laughs> you did nail it. Although, um, shall we shall we discuss um, teaching your child about extinction? Um, yeah. So, what I didn't... Because, obviously, you know about this from a brief text message exchange earlier on today. Yeah. So... Because I had in my head what I wanted to do for Annabelle's project. So let's just talk about the project for a second. Okay, yeah. So apparently this term, they are learning about the rainforest. Cool. Right? Yeah, excellent. (laughs) What they did was send a letter home Mm. um, at the end of last term saying, can you get a matchmaker's box and build a diorama to do with the rainforest? Which made me laugh. Part of my job, before I went on to chocolate, I delivered mainly palm oil. So this this whole thing at the moment that's really sort of a massive hot topic about palm oil, it's all my fault. You were like sat in yeah. a truck, like listening to it on the radio. Yeah, with like, like oh. 28 tons of palm oil on the back. Um, but yeah, this whole thing about palm oil at the moment made me laugh, especially when they asked us to do a project, asked us, asked Annabelle to do a project <laughs> on the rainforest in a matchmaker's box. For those of you that don't know, palm oil 
if it's not sustainable, is extremely destructive to rainforests. Yeah. Um, well, matchmakers have palm oil in them. <laughs> of course. So you can see the irony, and yeah. you can see why instantly the diorama had to be about deforestation and not about the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that's the... Oh, shit, so it wasn't even about deforestation. Oh, no, no, oh, the project just... was just about the rainforest, but because oh, they asked fuck. us to do it in a matchmaker's box, I'm like, right, okay, the iron is clearly lost on you teachers, so I'm going to ruin it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, the diorama that Annabelle built... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to make an amendment that Greg's face then was fucking great. No, like, to be fair, apart from the hot glue... Annabelle yeah. did do everything under cool. instruction, but Annabelle did everything apart yeah. from the hot glue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was half and half, so half of it, nice rainforest, green trees, other half, piles of logs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I'm, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And if we don't get it back at the end of term, I'm going to go in and ask for it because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you had to explain to Annabelle. Yes, so started off this morning because obviously. I had this idea. Kristen learned about this idea last night because I tried to keep it from her what I was planning to do. Because I've been planning this for three weeks. <laughs> um, You've been planning it for three weeks and you didn't on the last fucking day. <laughs> yeah, but it's all about the planning. Look how well it turned out because of the three weeks of planning. Right, okay. If I'd have done it two weeks ago, it might not have been as good. Yeah, um, as a project manager, I will say that forward planning is <laughs> something I advocate. Um, yeah, so Kristen learned about it last night. I was like, no, you can't do that. No, 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 you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that. Um <laughs> So, this morning, I had to explain to Annabelle about deforestation because I couldn't just do it without explaining it to her. Yeah. So, what I did was literally searched on Sky for rainforest thinking, well, firstly, it didn't actually start as that. I thought, oh, I'll search on the TV, see if I can find something with rainforest in and I can show Annabelle hmm. images of rainforest. Then it turns out there was a half an hour documentary that the BBC have done. Um, oh, shit, another one you're talking about. Uh, Refugees of the Rainforest or something like yeah, that, I think yeah. it was called. Oh, um, and it was actually really good. It was about orangutans. Um, yeah. It was half and half. Some that have been kept as pets that have been rescued and some that were being forced out of homes through mm. deforestation for power. By, by the bailiffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want your trees. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched that, which resulted in Annabelle in tears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, and, and the worst part is that you chose one of the most human-like animals to do it about as well. It's not if you'd have done like fucking dolphins or the coral reef. At least it's a bit less personal. It's like, oh yeah, okay, they're fish. Yes. It's like, look at this sad human-looking motherfucker. <laughs> so I had to, uh, yeah, and he's ginger, just like your dad look. <laughs> um, so we had to, I had to sort of sell it to her because, like, we, you know, we'd sat and watched this documentary, fast forward in odd bits because some of it wasn't really. <laughs> appropriate to show a six-year-old. Um, and now we know. Yeah. So, afterwards, I sort of said to her, well, look, obviously this is bad. And she, then she got really upset. And so, but if the forests are going, who's putting them back? And then got really upset about it. And, uh, all that. and uh, I'm going... No, I'll tell you what. Um, something to tell Annabelle. I'm not probably going to get back tonight because it'll be too late. Tell Annabelle, this is the first year in... There, I'll find out the actual statistic. It's the first year for a long time that more trees have been planted than cut down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said to, I said, there's plenty of people. I said it does get replanted. I said the people that you've just seen on the telly are there helping, you mm. know. And I sort of she she cheered up a bit, and you know, I said, well, you know, what if we do? Burn it with hot glue. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried to sort of sell it to her, and I said, well, look, if we do it, so it's half nice rainforest and half the bad stuff. You can tell your classmates that you know this is the bad stuff that's and this is what we need to stop. So this anyway, is how you end up with a daughter that lives in a tree. <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't you? 
this is the long term plan you're like yes I'm going to get her to fucking move to the rainforest <laughs> playing the long game here um, plant the seed so plant yeah the sold the idea to her she was on board with it um, went out this morning got a few bits that we needed and built this diorama and I am so proud of it I'm. it's really impressive thank you yeah I'll, um, we'll put a picture on Yes, we will do. I have got a picture, so we will yeah. put um, pictures on anything that we can, Facebook or the website and things yeah, like Facebook, that. Yeah, Facebook, website, Twitter. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm quite chuffed with it. Awesome. I, I'm yeah, pretty impressed. Yeah. When we were talking about it last night, I was like, uh, yeah, okay, you can do all this. But then we had kind of the same idea with the sticks and the and the like the moss stuff. But I didn't know how to do the mo- I didn't know how to do the tree topper. So I was saying like do like tissue paper kind of stuff I was going I was going more like no I already had it I was going more six year old I, I, I knew exactly what I was doing <laughs> yeah I was thinking like this is a six year old's project yeah this is a six year old's project no I knew exactly yeah, what you, I was doing you were into <laughs> uh, it yeah yeah I'd, I'd already had it planned in my head um, the one thing uh, totally off topic but the one thing I've noticed um, which is why I had to text you last night is that when I was a kid when I used to be into doing models and all right, slightly more grown-up models than the stuff that you mess around with. <laughs> but you know that when, <laughs> you know when I used to do airfix models and all things like that, there was loads of model shops about. Yeah, there were there literally a, none now. There was a really fucking good one that I miss called. It was I think it was like Paragon Models, and it was down yes. where Domino's is. Yeah, I remember walking in there. Um, I don't even know when. I would must. I would have been like thirteen. I'm walking in there and being fucking blown away. Mm. There was so cool. I mean, not cool. That's not the right word. It was. For a fucking thirteen-year-old nerd, it was fucking awesome. Like loads of model trains, loads of things to make mm. like fucking big scenery things. Did you go to fifty-three thingy? Well, this is what I was going to say, right? Because out of the list that me and you combined last night of the yeah. three or four that were that I could have gone to for the stuff that I needed, out of the three or four in Hull, we narrowed it down to two, possibly three that would have had what I needed. Yeah, I went on Hesel Road, which is where all three of the possibilities were situated. Yeah, one was open. One was open. Yeah. Which one? Um, I went to Just Kits, which is the one that I didn't yeah. think I'd be able to oh, get wait. things from. So they had. Um, so they they had a very limited what yeah, I wanted. Yeah. I didn't quite get exactly what I wanted, but I managed to make it work. See, I'm a little bit upset because um, I really wanted I really wanted you to go to Fifty Two A to see well, what it was 52A, like. Well, Fifty Two A. Because I was speaking to the bloke in there this morning, we're now just having a conversation, and these uh, people are not in the slightest bit interested. I don't give a fuck. But fifty fifty three A. Is basically it, it would have been perfect for what I needed because it's all trains, uh, it's all okay. model trains and stuff, um, which is exactly what I wanted. That was the sort of shop yeah. that I was looking for. Um, but yeah, talking to the bloke in the shop this morning, he was saying, and I actually couldn't believe it, but he said that countrywide, he thinks that there is a, between eighty and a hundred good model shops. Yeah, no, I can believe. Now, that. I know that the model shops that you go to are slightly different but I no, mean no, no, I'm no. talking like model, you know to build up like model trucks and yeah, there's you know a classic airfix and things like that there's a difference between the mod, the, between what I do and what, yeah, yeah, and what exactly, they, yeah. so you, the stuff like model trains is modelling whereas yeah. the stuff that I do is wargaming yeah they still use the same elements but yeah it's it, but yeah, the, but, the the classic the classic model shop, yeah, if yeah. you like, um, he reckoned there was between eighty and a hundred good ones in the country. Well, I can believe that because a lot of it's online. Yeah, oh, but, but I just couldn't I, believe that because I thought, well, that's got to be maybe one or two per city. That's nothing. I, I mean, I wouldn't... and I said to because I said to him, I said, well, surely that's good, you know, for you. And he went, well, yeah, if people still made models. And I went, oh yeah, <laughs> 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 I've depressed you today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said, yeah. He said, you know, on paper it should be fantastic, but he said it's just a dying thing. 
Oh man, that's made me sad. I'm gonna play. And then I felt really bad because I only spent four pounds in his shop. And <laughs> right, bye. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So what are you mailing, making? Uh, kids diorama. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, oh, man, I really want to make. I really want to. Although make I think I'm going back because there was um, there was a truck that I think I want to build. So. Yeah, well, I, I I I did worry when I oh, when I recommended. Yeah. I you. I really had to restrain myself. There was a there was a, a maritime truck uh, behind him on the shelf, and I kept looking at it. And I thought, if I ask him how much it is, I'm going to buy it, so I'm not going to ask. Yeah. Well, um, we'll but take... yeah, I was quite I was quite um, uh, reserved. No, quite. What's the Restraint. word? Restrained. Yeah. Restrained. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think I was well behaved. Yeah, I mean, you're spending four quid. I spent more in Hobbycraft on fucking glue than I did. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare place. Like, Hobbycraft is one of my own personal hells. Like, I, there's stuff in there that I really like, but it's just... Well, the reason I was asking you about the model shops in town, because what I wanted to do was go it's packing... Because I'm a Saint- fucking massive nerd. <laughs> <laughs> because what I wanted to do was go packing St. Stephen's, run across to Early Learning Centre, where I could, could have got PVA glue and paint mm-hmm. a lot cheaper than Hobbycraft. You know, and gone to the model shop in town, done it all in one go, back to the car home. But because I didn't have to go in town, I wasn't even going to battle with St. Stephen's. So I yeah. thought, I'll go to Hobbycraft. It's on the way to Hazel Road. That's mm-hmm. fine. I went in Hobbycraft, and it cost me nearly 15 quid in Hobbycraft. And I think I walked out with some paint and glue. Yeah. That was about, it. Sounds about right. And it, yeah, it, it's just a ridiculously expensive place. Shall we have a beer? Because my mouth is really dry. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I didn't bring water up. <laughs> okay, let's have a beer. Just you didn't it. bring water up. You didn't no. bring water up into our recording studio. No. I... How does this recording studio exist, Lewis? Um, didn't this used to be a bathroom? And you used oh, to... for fuck's sake. <laughs> right, I have been trying specifically hard not to talk, tell this fucking story again. I, I even nearly mentioned it earlier as a joke and was like, no, you know what, I'm not going to. This is now four fucking consecutive episodes where we've spoke... In fact, it's mentioned twice because he mentioned it in the fucking interview as well. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I didn't even need I to. Didn't. I didn't even need to force you to mention it because it got mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the beer we have today. Yeah, go on. This is on you. This one. Yeah, uh, my purchase. Uh, it's the Drygate uh, Glad uh, Glad Eye IPA. It's a Glaswegian Glaswegian drink. Not tried it before. No, I haven't. No, it. I was. I, the the bottle's quite interesting. I quite like the. Um, I quite like the design. It stood out. What the mustached cyclops? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> So yeah, look out for the red moustached Iclops. Iclops? <laughs> well, we just nearly lost the recording desk. Well, I was trying to enjoy the first mouthful. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I don't know. I'll take a... Yeah? I don't know. Oh. Oh, I like that. Do you? Yeah, you're not a fan? I'm not. I'm See, not sure. You need more. <laughs> That's how it works. After six bottles, it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a fan. Oh, there's... There's the hoppy bitterness that hits the back of your throat quite hard. Not mm. well, the top of your mouth quite hard and fucking sticks there. I'm not sure. It's drinkable. Mm. It's one of them that I think I would buy to try it because I've not had it before. I don't think I would buy it again. It's not It's not tip the bottle down the sink bad. I just don't think I'd get it again. I don't know. Third mouthful is pretty nice. It's, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think it's a bit of a grower. <laughs> This is when me and Greg nail two bottles of it and go, that's just pretty I don't know why. Oh, what the fuck you was on about with it? <laughs> it fucking bears delicious. Well, I nearly bought... Um, I remember <laughs> Do you know, Feb, you are right. Yes, right? <laughs> the more you drink of it, yeah. No, it's. I think it just. I think it takes a little while for your palate to get used to it. Um, I nearly bought the uh, Innocent Gun um, rum-aged beer again before realising that it's 7% and you have to drive home. Yeah. Um, 
it's like a small bottle of wine um, and it's, God, it's so good I'm, I'm going to get it next week next week you're going to take the fucking bus home <laughs> <laughs> here's a thought you come to me <laughs> I've got all the equipment and I don't, and I don't drive <laughs> see this I played the long game <laughs> bring all the equipment to my house Greg <laughs> yeah it is getting nicer the more you drink of it <laughs> the house always wins no it actually <laughs> yeah I still don't think I would buy it again oh you know what I'm I actually, I think I would. No, that that fourth one's even nicer than the third one. <laughs> I don't dislike it. I just don't think I would buy it out of choice. No. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. Uh, brewed fearlessly, open doors, open minds. Whatever it takes. All about exceptional beer. Brew it, drink it, share it. Our journey of discovery begins here. There's a lot of um... inspired by trident forging cyclops of brute strength and singular vision. Smooth caramel, citrus zest, giant IPA. I feel like that wasn't really a sentence. You know what I mean? I feel like it was a lot of words kind of put together that didn't really relate to it. Make any sense whatsoever, yeah. I don't know, maybe by the fifth mouthful it'll make sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's like fucking poetry. (laughs) (laughs) And inspired Cyclops. (laughs) It's fucking Cyclops, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got Sam in the corner. <laughs> He's just fucking just losing his shit. Yeah, that was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, um, beer. yeah. I'm glad it's my turn next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm still not sure. It's nice enough. It's uh, drinkable. I wouldn't buy it. I, I think I would. If I saw it on tap, well, if I saw it in a bar, I think I'd probably give it another go. I'm, I'm quite impressed with it. The first mouthful was like, like really bad. Yeah. The first one I was like, "Oh fucking hell, what's that?" No, it it really is a grower. Yeah. So that's a uh, Drygate Glad Eye IPA. <laughs> Sam's now struggling with the winter. <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> now, this, if you've seen a picture of the studio on uh, Facebook, you you can't see the the other wall, so all you can see is the is the desk and the microphones and stuff. What you don't know is that. The the other the space on the other side of that is exactly the width of a chair. Yeah. Um. And there's three men sat in here at the moment, and a computer and loads of electric, like loads of audio equipment. Just but for those of you that are into that sort of stuff, it's an eco space because yeah, there is no heating required. No, the radiator has not been turned on in here since I moved in. Actually, um, actually the first day the first day I moved in, they'd they'd turn the heating up really high to dry the dry the house out, um, which seemed reasonable at the time and then I'm just saying it again I was like what the fuck were they why trying to try yeah. that was my instant reaction I yeah. don't know why you didn't pick on that three weeks ago I don't know it just for some reason the way they said it it seemed so normal and now when you've said it again I'm like oh no that's weird but um, I walked into this room and the house had been set the heating had been set at 23 degrees mm. and this room was like a, open the door and was like Colombian fucking sauna no not a Colombian sauna that implies that they're where have I heard that phrase before? To be honest, it was okay. I think all songs, <laughs> all songs, all saunas are fairly similar no matter what country they're in. It could be a Colombian sauna. No, I think a Colombian sauna is a reference to a oh, who the fuck was it? Reference to a comedian's joke. Uh, it's a Robin Williams joke. We're talking about smoking weed and driving a car. It's pulled over by the police, and as he opens the window, he gets hit by by a Colombian sauna. There we go. That's okay. why it's in my head, and I just attributed it. To Colombian sauna just being about the heat wave hitting you and not about the smell of weed. So there you go, that's how my mind works. I got told recently I got easily distracted. <laughs> and I didn't believe them, I was quite offended at the time. Uh, and then I realised that I was actually watching the boat behind the person who was telling me. Um, 
I've just invented a new game. Is it Distract Lewis? No, it's sit really quietly and just watch you rambling yourself <laughs> into a corner. <laughs> I genuinely had a friend in Leeds that used to play that game with me and it was so frustrating <laughs> because I'd know I was doing it and I couldn't stop. Exactly like I'm doing now. <laughs> especially well, especially when you're recording as well. I don't wanna I don't want dead air, so I'm just filling the void. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Literally. That might be the only silence that I never cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that joke would be really weird. If you got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so after that kind of light-hearted uh, joking session, we're going to go on to something a little bit heavy now. Um, so I'll, I'll, I will warn you, it does get a little bit heavy. So if you are in a bit of a bad place in your head, you, you may. I mean, I don't know. It, it drew. It really fucking drained me yesterday when we interviewed Phil. So. Um, we had a guy on yesterday uh, who we're going to cut into the next bit. You know what I might do? I might Start this again. again. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck. I did it in the wrong order. I should have started with the introducing the also, interview. Also, well, while we're... Should we not warn while the people? While we're deviating. When have we ever done a warning? Well, because if we talk about suicide pretty exclusively and, and we are a podcast about people being depressed, I've... Wait, never mind. You don't think the shit that we normally talk yeah. about is enough to no, ex- push people to that anyway? <laughs> exactly. That's, as I said it, I heard myself say it, and then sighed. Anyway. That's why I was looking at you weird, because I thought, when have we ever warned anyone mm. about the shit that we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Let's do introduce that again. Okay, so we're going to cut into an interview that we co- recorded uh, yesterday. A chap called Phil. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, um, I'm Phil. I'm 38, even though... I get told I look a lot younger. Yeah, I don't uh, think you were 30. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, like you two. That yeah, bribe sure. works already. Oh, shit. You're um, the secret away. Yeah. So, yeah, so I am a freelance photographer. I do bits and bobs, um, do do a few weddings, do school photography, a few events with a guy that I've met recently uh, who's got a company that we work with. And when that's not going too great, I get a part time job working with a lad with learning disabilities who's 26 um, and the main object for him is to teach him photography cool um, get him out assist him just to let him do try new things and just pass on my little knowledge that I've got yeah that's um, cool. and yeah. my dad uh, I've got three daughters and I've got a oh. son <laughs> um, <laughs> three daughters and a son yeah three oh, daughters with, uh, with my wife that I've been with 15 years I've got a son who's 16 that I've not really been allowed to see throughout his life, so um, I don't really have much contact with him yeah. at the minute, but yeah, that's that's me. Cool. Um, so how did you get into photography? To be honest, I, I used to work in call centres, um, mm-hmm. and even though I liked it, it was fun, I, I got, it was through actually through mental health, I got bullied out of mm. a job uh, working for a major gas and electric supplier, oh, I won't wow. name the brand. Um, and I got up quite high, uh, did quite well with them, and I got into a special project. Yeah. Um, when they realised that I had mental health problems, the woman that was running the project thought I might be danger, and it was like her baby. Um, so she basically, she didn't know anything about my past, she didn't know background to check because of my interview was so good. Yeah. Um, so when she found out I had a few issues a, a year prior, she bullied me. To yeah, basically leave it actually ties into what we did last episode. Yeah, about last week. last week yeah. we had uh, we actually um, had my my boss in with us recording the full episode. Right. Um, and we we did sort of comment that we both had positive and negative experiences at work, and 
Yeah. That sounds horrendous. Yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, it was, but I, I was in a really good place at the time. I'd just gone through a, some private CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... I was turning every negative into a positive, thinking, yeah, right, really well, powerful. if I can overcome this, I can, and I can take it on, I can take it, and, t- and I took it as much as I could, and I came back with smiles, the best work I could give, the happiness that I could give to people, and I enjoyed what I was doing, but then eventually got to a point where I thought this isn't going the way I wanted to go, so mm. I started documenting everything that was happening, and it wasn't, she actually used my the things that i told her about to bully me so my anxiety Jesus. um and things like that she what we, a piece of shit i know it, <laughs> we was um devil woman. the project so it was a self-managed team in a call center which back then that's, was quite unique yeah yeah that's pretty rare um so basically she turned the whole team against me um that's so horrendous. i had to come in and there was other people wanting to use that project as a way of furthering their careers yeah. so knowing that I was like a, a devil child to him, you know, the bad, <laughs> the bad guy in the bunch. Yeah. That it made it easier for people to get on board with it. Uh, so eventually left. Um, I did a few holidays, went to New York, um, and I was taking pictures, and I thought, wow, it's a great picture. And I had no idea how or why it was such a great picture. <laughs> and I think I'd, I've got a natural kind of good sort of eye for it. Yeah, yeah. the composition for it. For, oh, fantastic. For, and I saw, I thought, right, I've got a, I did a little night course but which I had to quit because my partner was having a difficult pregnancy mm. um, and then I, I I prefer editing rather than photography okay um, and I did a b-tech in editing at Hull College oh, and cool. did well in that and I thought right what do I need to do now because well there's a degree starting soon so do with that so then I went on to do with that and to myself, it was a waste of time <laughs> and a, a lot of money yeah, yeah. Um, and it was you know, preaching to the choir, mate. Yeah, <laughs> whole college is basically you know on his backside, and it was just I, I was sitting in lectures while the guy was putting on YouTube of another lecturer <sighs> doing a, oh, wow. a a lecture. Yeah, and so, but again, you take the best out of it. You can make your best out of yeah, it. Probably, you, want, you want that paper. You want that. That's degree, it. You, know, you want yeah. that thing at the end of the day that says I am qualified to do what I'm doing. It exactly. is horrendous that you know you can be really you, you can be the best at something, but unless you've got that bit of paper, it it just closes so many doors. Yeah, yeah. and to be honest, I mean, it was an experience photography-wise. It allowed me to have the freedom to to learn and to go out with a camera, and I mm-hmm. met some nice guys. But it kind of opened my eyes. I, there was there was a teacher there that was insane, and she was nothing to do with photography. She was all the theory about the history and stuff like that. The cat's teacher. Uh, a woman called Jane and she was amazing and I'd, I'd do it again just for her because yeah. what mm. she the things she taught me about looking into the past questioning things that happened and why mm. things happened and it just started putting bits, bits and pieces together in my mind and so yeah so then I did that got um I'm not really a productive photographer. I'm a bit of a lazy photographer, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. You're preaching to um, the choir again. <laughs> things just, you know, I do a little bits and bobs. I'm not mass. I mean, obviously we all need money, mm-hmm. but it's not a massive driver for me. Um, my daughter's upbringing is more important. And yeah. Yeah. with my wife being, what at the time, she was a full-time psychologist at Hull Prison. Yeah. Um, I had an opportunity to, to, to be a home dad. Yeah. Not have to put kids into childcare. Oh, man. Um, and 
There's a joke about being an artist here somewhere. Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard to avoid it. <laughs> so yeah, so then, so then, uh, so then I've done bits and bobs, weddings. I've done lots of kind of things. I used to edit for wedding for photographers in America, um, but I think through like Cat's teacher, the teacher Jane, she opened my eyes. To, you know, I always thought pictures had to be pretty, mm. had to be nice, had to be light. But now, pictures tell a story. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what I want to do. I, I want this year. Like I say, I'm a lazy photographer, but this year <laughs> uh, I, I need to. I want to, to tell a story and kind yeah. of story or other people's stories, not just my stories. Um, and that's what I'm hoping to achieve. That sounds really good. Um, well, that sort of brings us around to what we've brought you on to talk about because the, the, the reason that we've sort of asked you in is because we've both heard of a project that you are doing. Yeah, when they say ah, well, it's <laughs> will be, yeah, of. <laughs> it, it, it's. It, it's projects on suicide, yeah. Uh, male suicide specifically, because I'm not gonna try and explain to a woman her mental state. Mm-hmm. It's like me trying to explain to a woman the third trimester of a pregnancy. I don't know how it feels <laughs> to be a woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I told you about my previous job, um, yeah. when I time off, that was due to a suicide attempt. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so I, I I've been pretty low. I so I I kind of yeah. know what people go through um gone through cbt and uh, self-studied neuro neurologistics programming wow. wanted to understand my own brain how my brain works why i think the way i think um then looked at my kind of past my history my parenting okay so what what have i not learned from my parents that i should have learned mm. or that i want my kids to learn mm-hmm. um my dad was a bit erratic a bit i'm not say violent but you know, he wasn't abusive. He was just, you know, easy with it to smack rather yeah, than yeah. to talk and to 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 to, to listen and to. And my mum was passive aggressive. She was just. So I looked at all the things of my past. I thought, right, how am I here? I'm yeah. at my lowest point. I've just had a stomach pump kind of thing done. Yeah. I thought, right, how did I get to this point? Um, and to be honest, I, I looked at it as a journey. I thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna explore my brain explore my childhood my relationships my 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 deepest fears and get up i can't go back to where i was where i was before mm-hmm. so so i went on this massive journey cbt nlp meditating mindfulness exercise um and i've got to some really good points really amazing top points where i've worked for samaritans yeah uh, volunteered and that was that was brilliant um difficult but brilliant. Mm. Uh, I volunteered for Mind when they did a project where they did one-to-one mentoring, mm-hmm. and I loved that. Um, but I had to leave due to like work commitments and things. Mm. Um, and then over the years, I've been down again. It's run right about this time of the year where I get really yeah. down. Um, Christmas is such a happy time, but it's taken me a lot of years to get to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, because of uh, kind of negative connotations that's been linked to the past, the mm-hmm. darkness, the long long dark days um so suicide and 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 depression anxiety is is like kind of my my knowledge is what yeah Yeah. um so and recently um i met a gentleman who was a friend of my daughter's dad's Mm. and he took his own life yeah um well we had two in hull last weekend yeah and to be honest and he, I mean, he told me that he had issues. That yeah. He was going through it, 
but he ne- I nearly knew him for about a week, really, mm. um, where he was texting. And if I'd have known, to be honest, one regret I do have with that is I never mentioned, when you work with Samaritans, you build up a conversation about yeah. everything, but the main point of it is to ask them about whether they're having suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it opens that door to have that, because it's quite, you know, you can't really talk about it. You can't just walk into a cafe and say, no. you know, I thought about taking my own life. It's um, It's not really, it's a conversation stopper, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've had it a few times where I've kind of been sat with friends and I've gone, listen guys, I've got to tell you something and it just, the room just goes fucking silent. Mm. And no one wants to be the person who kills a conversation. That's so. it. And so, and I reckon most people in the time have thought, maybe not about, when you think about suicide, maybe not about dying, about the actual act, yeah. but about not being here. Mm-hmm. About, you know, well, if my life weren't here, I could, if I weren't this, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have all these issues, this, that, yeah. and that. So, the point of Samaritans is to get to that point where yeah. you say, right, have you thought about suicide? And then they'll say, yes or no, have you made any plans? So when I was chatting to this gentleman that I've met recently, I didn't ask that question. Mm. And he didn't show any indication that it was there. Um, and we was due to, he was making plans, we was due to meet for a drink. Um, and then when I found out what had happened, you know, obviously shocked, um, devastated. I, I don't, I'm not a massive. I don't really like people. <laughs> You're in perfect company, there, mate. Um, I I would rather stay at home. Yeah. I've got a few select friends, and there's a unique relationship that I've got with them. That yeah. especially this time of the year, they'll know I'll go quiet. Mm-hmm. They'll know that I won't be someone I can rely on. Yeah. I'm basically survival mode throughout winter until spring I think there's 54 days left till spring I'm sure I'll put that on my <laughs> so I'm waiting until spring comes so it's basically survival get through it try not to put on too much weight in this meantime um, it's the worst time of the year for thousands of people though and it? it is yeah. statistically it's the worst time of year isn't yeah, it, for I, everyone I didn't realise that until doing this research recently but yeah it's the it's the, the this primary season for suicides is winter mm. didn't even think about it no, I mean, I've recently been to, um, only for a few days, I went to Lapland. Oh, um, fantastic. Back in middle of December. Yeah. And they've got one of the highest rates of suicide because yeah, they have like two days. I mean, when we yeah. went, there was two hours of sunshine. And it wasn't really sunshine, it was just like a... Like, like it's a, like dawn, isn't it? Yeah. It just, it goes to dawn, to dusk, and then... Up, yeah. And it was weird. And I, I, to be honest, this time of the year, when it gets dark at four o'clock, it's like, right, I need to go to bed. Yeah. And... You know, then I've got I've got to be an active father mm-hmm. for at least another four hours <laughs> up want to, to that point. I want to go to bed. My kids don't. No. <laughs> and I think for me, because I expend a lot of energy, I think a lot of people do with mental health problems, mm. trying to maintain normality. Yeah. Um, and I think when it gets to this time of the year, because I'm so more tired because it's dark and stuff, I just mm-hmm. it just gets harder and harder. And I've got such high expectations on myself as a parent. Yeah. Um, that I want to like keep that up, and it does. You, you do. You get to a point where you think, well, do you know what? If I want here, they're probably better off without me. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. So when he when he took his life, um, he left two kids behind, um, and so I'm quite active in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, see him once a week at least. Yeah. Um, trying to like give him some kind of normality. Um. Don't really like sex. I didn't really know him that well. Don't really know the family that well, yeah. apart from his my daughter's best friend. Mm. Wanting to like help out, wanting to do stuff to like help out, but not trying to 
intrude on the live because we weren't really friends before yeah. that point. So That's it's a, a weird, weird balance, isn't it? Yeah, not you want to help, but you don't want to invade. But yeah, you, you you kind of feel like you should do more, but you don't want to do too much. It's yeah, it's a it's a weird balance that it is. I mean, I'm yeah, I will. I, I, I literally like when you've been to the lowest points in time you don't want anyone else to feel like that no. so to a complete stranger i would give them my last money just so they yeah. don't have to feel the kind yeah. of feel yeah and i suppose people like with mental health issues know that yeah well because they don't other people I've myself up a few times doing that yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so <laughs> like i'm trying to help but we're looking like a weirdo you know some yeah. kind of obsessive <laughs> guy that's you know yeah. i don't want to like intrude too much so i think i've got a decent balance so when when that happened I just thought something needs to change. I mean, I'm a big Leeds fan, so Gary Speed, he he took his own life. I can't remember. I think it was about seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I remember that. I so I think I mentioned when we spoke on Facebook. I'm not a massive football follower. No. Um, but I I do remember the suicide of Gary Speed because it was a pretty big event, wasn't it? Yeah, he was a he was a Wales manager at the time. It it, it was just um, it just done a there's a program on BBC at twelve o'clock on a Saturday called Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty lame now when Sky have got their own program, so I don't want people to watch it as much. Yeah, but he he did a program there and he finished it. He was laughing, joking, and went home and hung himself. Oh, um, that's the fucking worst thing. Is it's so fucking invisible. I was like, so I was saying, um, I won't give too much detail about it on on air. But so another suicide that I know of, he was out on the Friday night. And he was buying drinks and making plans, and you know, he was just having a fucking laugh, and everyone was so fucking happy to see him, and it was just a really happy, positive time. And then the next day, there's a phone call to my friend, who is his friend. Of I'm really sorry to tell you, but he took his own life last night. It's like I saw him 12 hours ago. Mm. I've still got the fucking hangover from the drink the fucker bought me, and now he's gone. It's just fucking devastating. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I knowing. I when I tried when I took my tried tried to set my life, those two or three days leading up to that day, mm. were great days. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There was light. There, I I was speaking to people I spoke to. I was happy. I was making mm-hmm. peace with people. Yeah. So did. it's hard, and that's the thing with this this lad that took his life recently. I, I there wasn't enough time in between to gauge a low and high point of him yeah. so if he was low and then it came about saying yeah I'm really good I'm doing this that would put like warning yeah. signs yeah. up yeah. but there was just I didn't it's know him that time. well I I just wish I had like a few more weeks yeah Um, just to just to talk to him a bit more Um, but I liked his life in it Um, so yeah so so male suicide you know it's 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 massive it's 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 it massive but it doesn't get talked about it's the uh, suicide is the biggest cause of death in men aged 20 to 49 years old. Yeah, it beats. It now beats cancer and heart disease. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah, one in one in 15 people has made a suicide attempt on their life in their life. But like, like I said, I'm saying before, problem. like you can't, we, you can't comprehend it really. Well, we were talking before, and I said about depressing myself, looking at the statistics, and these are the things I've been I've been finding. Mm. Is one in 15 people. That is a fucking staggering amount of people. That's yeah. two people on every bus you're on. Yeah, fucking yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. So I, I was thinking in a bus. It, yeah, yeah. It, two, it, two, ki- <laughs> two kids in every classroom. Yeah, two kids in every classroom will attempt their own, attempt their own life. Yeah, it's mental. I think that's one of the reasons why we live in such a, a weird society. We've got everybody knows it doesn't make sense. Everybody knows that the reality that we live in doesn't make sense. We all, we, we most of us vote. Mm-hmm. 
but we know that the politicians are corrupt. Yeah. You know, you 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 do things through repetition, not because of you're thinking it through. You're just repeating what everyone else is doing, and you know, you see mass wealth and rich, and then you see mass poverty, mm-hmm. and on the same fucking TV show. Yeah, and mm. it, you, <laughs> while scrolling on fucking Facebook, and you yeah. see it within you know within three fucking fingers. Uh, Facebook is my bugbear when it comes to mental health because yeah. it. That is just a, a platform for everyone to say this is how good my life is and make anyone that's feeling shitty make you know it makes them feel even shitty. That's it, innit? It's, it's um, it, you know you, you're viewing the best of everyone and it just makes you feel worse. Yeah, Facebook absolutely. is a massive bugbear with me. I think social media, to be honest, in a way. I mean, yeah. I, I do like Twitter. Um, and I, I do like Twitter. Fa- you know, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I, yeah. I absolutely, you know, I'm I as hate, bad I, as anyone I, else my age. I for hate it, it. But yeah, I've I, got it. Yeah. And I can't get rid of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's worse. It's, it's it. like a class A drug. Yeah. Mate, I, I reckon it is fucking harder to quit Facebook than it would be to quit most class A's. I tried really hard to do this scroll free September last year. Yeah. I and literally, by the end of September, I was going, ah, just 10 minutes a day. Because yeah. I managed like about two weeks solid without going on it. Mm. And then by the end of it, I was just thinking, nah, I'll just go on it for 10 minutes. So, I mean, I've done well recently. I, I, I basically deleted practically everyone off kept mm. about 30 people on yeah. that might the numbers may have increased i unliked every single page that i was like like lab bible you know because yeah, like, you can spend 30 minutes just looking at all yeah, that crap yeah, absolutely. yeah um and just basically but I had, i've got all my kids photos on there um right. but you're supposed to download it like all my kids photos and then i've got all the fucking people that i've like know from school and then the events are organized through there and like the, the only time I ever was off Facebook for more than like a couple of days I managed to do like a month and a half and it was fucking awesome my head was so clear mm. but I fucking missed so much mm. like I missed I missed out on like you know three events where people where all my friends have been there but of course no one thinks to text the guy who hasn't but I, I say that I do the same thing I've got a friend who doesn't have Facebook and every single fucking time I forget to invite her to shit mm. and I'm like where's ah oh, fuck of course she's not here because she doesn't fucking have Facebook so I'm the, wor- I'm the fucking worst for it as well. I'd... See, these are the good things, though. These these are the things that it's positive for. The, yeah. These are the reasons why Facebook is good. Yeah. My, my issue with it is that just scrolling through it, you know, I could pick my phone up now and scroll through it, and all I'm doing is seeing hundreds of people of, the, you know, the best sides of their life. Mm. And, you know, that nobody's sharing the shit that's gone wrong. Nobody's well, telling everyone that they're, you know... And when they do, though, they get, they get you know, they get kind of like mocked for it you know yeah. oh look and it's like you know going back in the old days you know peeping toms and be. looking around and just being like a nosy neighbor mm. and stuff mm. and it could be a really good thing it could be a genuine support network for everyone but mm. it, it, it and it should be people are too you competitive can't do it. people yeah. are too competitive they want to be you want to be the best in your class you want to make sure that you're doing better than all I and mean, this is You've i'm, got, yeah, that's I'm talking about i'm talking about me here as well i'm fucking horrible for it i want to be the best person that i can be i don't want to see that fucking someone from high school is doing better than me that's it mm. you've got to sh- you've got to share a picture of your daughter because she's the best kid in the world you've got to share a picture of your new car because that's a mm-hmm. nice car and yeah. you know it, it is it's that mentality you're better than everyone else well that was my new year's resolution this year was to be fucking real on social media like mm. I, I'm I'm guilty of it myself. I'll fucking engineer statuses and I'll fucking I'll post things that are really good and not talk about the fucking shit that I've had to do to get to that point. Mm. So I've been trying really hard to be like really honest on it. I got my own kind of separate account called uh, Rad Dad Club, which was my old kind of uh, mental health, fitness, and parenting thing, and it was supposed all to right. be about giving the real side of parenting and not talking about all the positives and actually being honest with people. And I feel like I've slipped. Mm. and the same thing with the podcast is the podcast was designed to be 
the kind of the the true experience of being a dad and talking about all the hard parts that no one fucking talks about. I mean, I don't think we've slipped with that yet, so that's good. We've not been not been overly positive about ourselves, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> we've never been positive about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but it's sad. But yeah, so I just think it's a you know being a dad. See, being a dad back, my dad was like a typical dad. My yeah. dad was right. He went. I think he was down the pit at one point, <laughs> um, and then he got a job. You're from West Yorkshire, aren't you? yeah. I'm from, yeah. I'm, I'm from Wakefield area, West yeah, Yorkshire. Yeah. So he was down the pit, and then he got a job um, working in a chemical factory. He basically went to work, came home, yeah. went to club, yeah, um, came yeah. back, and it, it, it basically he restricted all emotional attachment mm-hmm. to his kids. Yeah. He couldn't open up. He didn't. You could go in there one day. You could crack a joke, and he could laugh, get you in the headlock, and give you a bit of rub on the head, yeah. and that, and you've got this great bonding moment. You do the same five hours later, and you're getting smacked in the ass, and you're yeah. getting sent to your room, and I it was just, that, yeah. it was just, um, it was just. You didn't know whether, you know, one way, one day next to another, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen, and that, that and, and for a kid, that's fucking horrible. It is. Like it's, not having not having a sub- stability of reaction in your own parents must have been fucking terrifying. Yeah, my mum. I mean, to us, my mum. When my dad was there, it was kicking off. My mum was kind of like in the background, trying not to make it even worse. But yeah, to be honest, yeah. when my mum was on her own, she was just as bad as my dad. Yeah. You know, she kind of took over that role. So, um, I didn't have a great experience with what a dad had to be. Yeah. Um, and then when I I was twenty one, I got with someone and we had a kid, um, my son. And literally, um, at the time that I, my son was, well, I think we was still pregnant at the time, my cousin died in a car crash. Oh, um, so mortality kicked in. I realised that people yeah. could die, yeah. uh, even though it's, it seems obvious. So I kind of went into free fall, depression, anxiety, really. I should have been hospitalised looking back. Mm. Um, and then eventually the relationship broke down because I couldn't cope. Yeah. Um, which was great in a way because I got that freedom. I, I didn't have that pressure on me. But then the ex was the most manipulative woman you could meet and she turned my entire family against me. Oh, fantastic. Um, so my relationship with my son's been quite bad. Then when I got my wife, um, we had kids. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure about having them because mm. I had such a bad experience. Yeah, well, yeah after that yeah. you wouldn't. Um, and then when I did the attempt on my life, I thought, right, okay, this has got to change. Um, so I think, but looking at back at what I, I feel like I need to be as a father and what my dad was, the, the, the game's changed. Yeah, um, well, the standards have changed. Yeah. And you can't get away with that shit anymore. No, you can't. And <laughs> so, and I've got three daughters, and I, I don't know if it's a myth or something, but the daughters marry the dads. So basically, the yeah, way well, I treat my daughters, if I treat them bad, mm-hmm. they will, if someone else treats them bad, they will expect that as being normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a big thing. That's so, a big thing. I, I know that I have to raise the game. Yeah. And when you're mm. trying to raise a game constantly, day in, day out, with mental health problems. Well, yeah. That's... It's, and that's when it gets stressful. That's when you think, right, well, mm-hmm. do you know, I can't do this, so I'm best off just leaving. And I can't just leave because, I, you know, I couldn't cope with just walking away no. and just seeing them no. once every two weeks. Oh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's my fucking nightmare, that. Um, so, I think, right, okay, suicide. It's like an option. And I think once you've been down that route, for a lot of people that I speak to, they, they can't imagine ever thinking that. But I think once you've been down that route, mm. that's always an option. Even when I've been amazingly healthy, mind and body and soul, everything's been on point. I always know that it's it's always on the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So basically, I've I've just been wanting to this project for at least two years. Yeah. And I should have. I, I went to a um. If you you've heard of Devon Brown, haven't you? The, yeah, yeah. 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 I went yeah. to one of his uh, plays in in Hull. Um, and I was front seat, and basically one of these projects I want to do with the part of the projects I want to do is about suicide. Is 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 reenacting someone hanging. Yeah. But not gruesome. Yeah, you know, yeah, not so picture. no rope. You always see it when you look. If you Google suicide, male suicide hanging, you you yeah. see all these, you know, like the hoop and the shadow. You see all these kind of not cliche ways to do it. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It's it's, it's like the the trademark, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's what you that's what you expect to see. Yeah, and so what I wanted to do is I wanted to create images, people hanging, but. Kind of surrealist images. So two pictures. One picture of like a city, busy city centre. So let's yeah. say someone's done it for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. So maybe in front of like shops, a bank, um, money, wealth, just being around. Everyone just doing what they're doing. Um, and then have that picture. No one's going to be looking at you because you're just a guy taking a picture of a busy city street. And yeah, then yeah. kind of create a, someone either me or somebody else and a, a model or someone to act out doing the actual how he, the body shape would look mm. um and then within editing remove everything yeah. that so it looks like just uh, one picture superimpose it on the yeah. busy scene right so it just it. basically it looks like you've got a busy city center everybody's doing their own business and there's someone hanging someone dead and nobody notices and i mm-hmm. feel like that's what mental for me that's what it feels like like the kind of prison that i'm in sometimes that everything's happening around everything's ha- everything yeah. just carries on yeah oh yeah the world and no one knows yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of it's not meant to, to to shock it's not meant to be gruesome but it is meant to like grab you mm. you see like all these pictures you see in google like a guy in a corner of a room dark shadows and yeah. stuff like that it's a bit cliche and I just think right okay so they, they've got to grab people yeah. these images they've got to get people's attention they've got to get a discussion started and there's going to be people that'll detest it and that'll hate it and that'll think that, that it's probably improper to do um but that's what art is that's oh, yeah. where you create a conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. it you've got you've got to fucking check it up um yeah you're just making fucking leaflets aren't you exactly i suppose and the only reason why i've chosen hanging because i think it i always you've seen um what's that film called now um six sense mm-hmm. yes i always remember the scene where they're walking down the school hall and oh, then they turn right. to the right, and then there's then people hanging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that <laughs> always. And then I was like, "Yep, yeah, shit, I remember that bit." <laughs> it just it stood out. It just it it. It's visceral. Yeah. It's not gory. It's, no. it's weird, isn't it? It's like I don't know. With with other suicide methods, there's you know there's like blood and gore, and there's like it's a really kind of disgusting thing. Mm. Whereas with hanging, it's just it's so clean. Yeah, that it's it's kind of I can see how you, I can see how you add it to a, to that art project if you. Yeah, it's visually, it's it, it it's visually more grabbing. I can't say it's aesthetically it's pleasing. Yeah, iconic. I think would be the word. And so, what I wanted to do is is I wanted to get people's pain. I wanted yeah. to hear people's pain. I wanted to kind of I, I've dissected my own pain. I understand mm. where my pain came from, and I've I've worked on it, and I've got a better life. And people maybe I've been on that journey. Uh, so I want to be able to people to open up, and I know it's difficult to do for people. Dissect, let's dissect their life. Let's find out about them, like how they've got to this point, and then create an image through their experiences. So if that's something to do with a childhood, or you, you put 
subtle objects in the picture or the 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 area of the picture maybe near a school um that basically explains their story so you're personalizing it to them as well yeah yeah yeah. um you know so or maybe do like people you know so like there's different many things from you know what your class is a man so i'm I want to really class myself as a man, you know. I don't. I mean, I go to out. I like football. I go to gym. A pretty manly beard, though. Uh, I've got, yeah. <laughs> but you know, not many people open up and talk about yeah, yeah. stuff mm. like this. And um, you know, I so I am a man, the stereotypical type of a man. But I'm not in a way. I'm completely different. Tell my brother, who's yeah. you know, right. I'm not. If he's got, you know, he's not going to talk about his feelings. He's just going to have a drink and. Yeah. Or if he's got a cold, he won't take any tablets. He's a man; he'll just go to working men's club and you know what I mean. Just have a game yeah. of snooker or something. So outside of weld something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I want you know. There's different versions of men. There's men that high end business that that get, you know, got depression and anxiety mm. and stuff. That you know, it's financial restrictions or financial goals don't change people having mental health problems. Yeah. Uh, kind of working class men. So I wanted to try and, and cover the whole variation of what a man is. Yeah. Um, and in a way, I'm I'm kind of jealous of, of 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 women's gender because they their gender with feminism they can they can develop they can grow they can change and I feel like when a man wants to open up or when a man tries to yeah, change and do it, there. yeah. there's, there's always that. And I think it's a generational thing. I don't think unless we install it onto our kids. Mm, I think it's yeah. a generational thing because, you know, I got told that, you know, just put some food on the table. Yeah. Um, don't cry. Yeah, yeah. men don't cry. Um, yeah, and that's, and carry yeah, yeah, just yeah, carry yeah. on. Yeah. Be, you know, grow a pair. Yeah. You know, all these yeah, kind of little things. Grow a pair. Fuck you know, all these, pair. all these, all this stuff that, you know, so, and I, I think that's like, a, it imprisons our, our, our development. Mm. And whereas women, and feminism and things like that. I mean, they can they can grow, they can develop, they get mocked for it, but they they can change. And I I think women are way more supportive of other women. Yeah. Like if you if you try, you know, obviously you, you speak to your friends and some. I mean, I've got a good group of friends. I can sit and talk about it. But like, if I was to sit in a room of men that I barely knew and be like, oh man, I feel like shit. Like the imagine the mockery you'd get. Yeah. Whereas in a group of women, I I just you're not I'm, drinking enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like we. I mean, even if me and you sat down and talked about it, we'd fucking take the piss out of each other, and we know about each other's shit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like that's we're supporting each other, and we're still taking the piss out of each other. Whereas I feel I don't know, maybe maybe I'm completely fucking wrong. Like we said earlier, we don't know what women's lives are like. Well, I say, but I feel like women are more supportive of each other. Like I've, I've just kind of seen what my partner's like with her friends, and you know they they're way more supportive of each other emotionally. Yeah, they, they, it's it's a freedom they've got that they can yeah, they can talk about. Yeah, 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 they're allowed yeah. to be. Yeah, they're allowed to be. It's. And, uh, you know, I'm probably going to upset someone, you know. With, <laughs> we do it every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> kind of misogynistic, or, you know, I'll probably, you know, be called misogynist. Or something, but they, they're allowed to have these conversations mm-hmm. and yeah. talks and stuff where through our generation, we're not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. And I choose friends that I can have these yeah. conversations. And that's why I don't really go out and meet lots of people because... To be honest, I can't be asked with yeah. chit chat and boring. <laughs> I think for a change, we won't be misogynistic because I think what we're saying is that's the problem. More than that's how it is, we're saying that's yeah, the yeah. problem. You know, yeah. that, that's that's what needs to change. Absolutely. Are we on the right side of history here? I know. <laughs> mm. But yeah, we, you know, we. I think that imprisons the the the, the brain, the men's yeah. brain. Um, 
into basically taking taking like drastic actions. And yeah, you said something quite interesting earlier. You said about um, kind of we're 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 told to put food on the table and provide and. You know, do you feel like that is a contributing factor to to mental health problems in men? Yeah, because it's times have changed now. So yeah. you know, I, like it's like I'm kind of a stay on dad, um, but in a way, it's great. It's positive because I'm I'm sticking. I'm putting two fingers up to the to to, to, to society and <laughs> yeah, saying right, like establish societal norms. Yeah. So this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing. But then again, it's quite lonely. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. You know, you drop kids off at school. There's all the mums there chatting, talking. There's no dads there chatting, talking. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like I say, being like most men that I see, it's kids school. Yeah. Turning up in the brand new cars. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. I'm rocking up on a on a hoverboard. Do you know what I mean? Battery powered <laughs> hoverboard, going around. You know, wearing joggers and that. I just don't yeah, fit yes. in. I don't, and and I like that. I, I wear that with a badge, a, a pride. I've got, I've got, see, I've got these jogging pants. Um and basically they've got burgers, fries, and pizzas on them, and, <laughs> and they look like they look like pajama bottoms. Yeah. But they're comfy as hell, so, you, so I wear them. So you turn up to school on a hoverboard with your three daughters, on a, <laughs> with your fucking pajama pants on. Yeah. So fuck yes. But oh, it's great, and I like it. But then, I mean, I have to have like let's say I've got no to do. Let's say I've got nothing on at all. Yeah. Um. My partner, I can't contact my partner. She's in prison. I can't text her because she's not off phones. And well, we will know that she works in prison. Yeah, <laughs> she's not in prison. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that bad, doesn't it? Just a amend- just an amendment there. So then, it can get quite lonely. Yeah. So you yeah. put radio on, and I'm so lazy. You, you know, literally, I'll see if I have six jobs to do. I'm like, I'm never going to get six jobs done. You know, and I, even though I just do one at a time, it's like nah. So I procrastinate really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the I, point in trying I'm not yeah. going to do it yeah um, and literally it, it's the fear of my wife coming home and yeah. I think right okay I need to do this and I get it done literally just before I have <laughs> to fit the kids up uh, yes. so I don't get told off yeah you do this you do four tasks before you pick the daughters up half an hour before you need to pick them up and they're yeah. rushed and then once your daughters are in bed and before your wife gets home you do the last two <laughs> exactly it's uh, and exactly the fucking same <laughs> so yeah so because um, yeah <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, shit, you're giving away the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's difficult. It, you know, you want to be, you want, you want to fit in, but you don't want to fit in. Yeah, you yeah. want, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. you want, you want friends, but you you don't want to be bothered sometimes, and <laughs> you know, you want to be invited to things, but it's okay to say no. Yeah, um, you be invited, but you don't even want to go. Yeah, that's you just want to be invited. You want to be, you want to be reminded that you're actually still thought about mm. in yeah. that in that planning process, even though they know. Is he going to come? Probably not, but let's just fucking let him know we're doing it, just in case. That's like, it, yeah. But yeah, basically, my mum, she was just, right, put food on the table. She had no... She basically had the idea, and I'm sure she said this, I'll make credit, but she said, basically, if you if you try, you'll fail. So what's the point in trying? Um, so basically, you know, like... Inspirational woman. Yeah, and like, I used to work in factories when I was younger, 16, 17, working down, I, I think... I always felt myself quite creative mind. I was quite funny. Yeah, I was yeah. quite charismatic. And I'm sat in a factory working. It was an NHS factory. I was on a faulty truss. So it was quite fun. Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle of a corner of a town doing nothing. Yeah. Having yeah. no impact on the world whatsoever. And I didn't like it. No. So I, I kept quitting the jobs. And everyone's like, well, you're lazy. You can't be asked for your job. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like that job. Um. So then it just changed and changed. But mum was just basically right put food on the table that's all you need to do mm-hmm. that's the expectations my dad you know like I say my dad I mean my dad now is solid he's not a great dad 
is, is you know, I had to see him. But if I need him, I can ring him up. Is, yeah, yeah. Is, is an individual on our society is solid. He's not, you know, he's not. But as a, as a father, it isn't great. But I suppose he's helped me kind of like work out what I don't want to be like. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you, you kind of learn from your parents. You try and fix the mistakes your parents made with you. Mm. And I think you know every generation of parents tries to undo the damage they did to I'm trying to phrase this each generation of parents tries to undo the damage their parents did to them onto their kids and in turn then fucks them up in some other way yeah it's, <laughs> exactly it's yeah. horrible like there's no fucking way to win because no. you'll try so hard not to do what your parents did to you that you'll go the other way opposite and you'll yeah. be so your parents are too strict you'll be too lenient and your pa- and your kids will have no discipline and then their kids will uh, yeah because of their lack of discipline, they'll be seen as lazy and they'll fucking over, overwork their kids and their kids will get depressed. Well, no, nobody knows what they're doing. It's, That's it's it. No one that. fucking knows. Nobody knows. The one big no thing one I do, knows. I always say to my daughter, my eldest daughter, because she can understand the best, I'm like, look, you, you are a cake and I'm baking you right now and I am putting all these ingredients in to this oven and in about, I don't know, maybe when you're 20 and you're, you're established, we'll find out if I've screwed you up. <laughs> you know, if they agree, the the ingredients my dad put into me wasn't there wasn't many, and um, literally, you know, it, he would have just chucked the cake straight out. I said, look, I'm trying to build you up to be a compassionate, loving person. I want you to have drive. I want you to to recognise that time is pre- is 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 passing you by, yeah. and you need to make the most of it and just love and enjoy in everything. And and I said, look, you know, when you get older, I'll, I'll find out whether I've done it. You know, how you've turned yeah. out. Um, but so I, the, I suppose the big thing I've done compared to my parents is my dad used. He probably he, I don't. Did he have an odd job? No, nah, he didn't really. Nah, he wouldn't have had an odd job. I don't know. Mine's mine sounded fucking hard, but is it what what kind of hard is it? Well, I I think now. So I ain't got. I've not got a hard job. You know, I I, I take work on when I when I can get it. Um, but my mind stresses me out. Yeah, yeah. Through so you know most of the time I could come home and. I might not have had a stressful day at work or done anything, but the thoughts that I've created in my own mind have yeah. stressed me out to the point that my tension is quite high, so the oh, kids man. could set me yeah. up. So, but my dad, but when I as soon if I do something wrong, I'll hold my hands up and apologize, mm-hmm. and I'll explain to him why why I did that, and ask him to ask questions. And my dad never did that. No, my dad. So I was used to I I I be in my room crying, being told off, smacked. And backside thinking, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. How did I get to that point? How did I? And, and, and in sometimes I might have been a little shit, and sometimes you know. But he never explained it, and I think right, okay. So listen, I always say to my kids, I'm gonna make mistakes. Right, parenting is not easy. I'm gonna do my best for the benefit of you. I look at myself as if like my kids are like a, a wild animal. Yeah. You know, in the wild, and it, the, the the whole point of parenting is to let them off to go survive by themselves. So I want to give them tools so they can survive mm-hmm. um, in the best way possible in the world. And, you know, they always come out with, Dad, this isn't fair, this isn't fair, Dad, this isn't fair. I'm like, life's not fair. Yeah. Right? I don't say that in a cynical way. No, it's but if truth. It, It's truth. Life's not fair. You know, people people die this all these bad things happen you just got to basically and if i tell them that life's not fair when they get older something bad happens well life's not supposed to be fair yeah, yeah. you know you've got to pick yourself back up yeah. um so basically that's you know that's kind of like dad that i want to kind of be and be different but 
and I, I think it's hard for for dad to be like that now. I think yeah. when I, I think when I was when I had my first child, I think it's instilled it. Yeah, I mean it's changed now because look, paternity laws have changed, and you yeah. can have like six months off. But I was only given two weeks off. Yeah, and it, it kind of like well, I'm not important. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had two weeks. I I had two weeks, and I hadn't been at my job long enough, so I had to take those two weeks as holiday. Oh my God, it's bad, it isn't it? Two, two weeks off as holiday. But you see, even if you have been there, every time that we've had a kid, I've had a few weeks off and I've always taken them as holiday because the paternity pays crap. Mm. You know, whereas females get like an average, don't they? It's almost like the modern holiday pay, whereas males yeah. are still, is it about 70 quid a week or something? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It's, you know, you still, I, don't get, you still don't get the equivalent to what the female does. I didn't actually know that, I didn't know that paternity pay was different to your standard pay. I thought it was, a, I thought you just got your same pay for two weeks. No, it's like a statutory thing. It's same as sick pay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very minimal. I think it's about, it, it, it's less than, but it's close to £100 a week. But subconsciously, when I, my partner's got like a year you know, just to chill out and bond with a child. She's yeah, breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. She's got all this, and I've got I've got two weeks, and I'm thinking, okay, so that that kind of with my upbringing, uh, and the way that my mum brought me up, and the things that my parents did, and I've got two weeks off. It's like you're not very important in this kid's life. This the the, the mum's important. Yeah, yeah, you're just I'm like a bit part character in this mm-hmm. kind of film. Yeah. Um. So it yeah, kind of yeah. you know it. I think it's hard for like. For dads to be dads that they have to be now. Yeah. Because you can't just be someone who puts food on the table. Well, no, you can't. It's like, I mean, you won't know this because you don't know football, but <laughs> just general managers in football that will do basic things. And they'll always get a job because they can do basic things. But, like, football's changing. So they want more and more and more. And a man, it's like parenting styles. The, the dad's got to do more and more and more. And it's hard for a man to do that while maintaining everything else they've well, got yeah. going. Yeah, I mean... We've spoken on the podcast before about when we had our kids and we were both working away. I was working over in Leeds and I was out the I was out the house thirteen hours a day. Greg's a truck driver, so he was gone for a week at a time. Yeah, gone for a week, and you know you come back on a weekend and your fucking daughter and your wife are best different. mates. Yeah, well, yeah, one they're be- <laughs> one they're best mates, and two they're different fucking people. Because not only has your wife just spent a week at home alone with the baby, mm. she's fucking stressed as shit. She's tired. She's fucking exhausted. She's literally had someone feeding off her for a week. And you come in and you're fucking tired from work. It's not, you know, we didn't have, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to slag off truck drivers, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have an easy job. I had a, a thought intensive job and a very social intensive job. And I'm, mm. I'm an extroverted introvert. So like I have yeah, the heart, of an, I have the heart of an introvert, but I'm, an extrovert externally so I can go out and socialize but it fucking uses so much energy in my own head mm. so my job was to fucking talk to people and think about shit and plan stuff and do things and then I'd come back on a weekend and all I wanted to do was just fucking sit down and of course my fiance had been at home with the kid all week she was fucking shattered too we both wanted to sit down and do nothing mm. and you're like well no you've got to you've got to be a dad now I'm like fuck I've got to be a dad to a kid I don't fucking know that's it like, and it's 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 hard. It's it's so difficult to do, you know. And um, you know, it's it, it's and I think that's what big pressures for for dads now to mm. try and to try and be the perfect dad. Now, my mm. my wife, she'll she'll hate me for saying so, but she she suffers with perfect wife's perfect mother syndrome. <laughs> she has to be the perfect mum, and yeah, she she well, feels guilty that she works. Um, and I think I, I, a lot of mums do. I think. And yeah. she worked. She didn't work for the first two. She was studying, mm-hmm. doing a psychology degree, and. 
uh, a master's and things like that. But for the third one, she got a job. Yeah. Um. So she feels guilty. So that that and I'm sorry. Oh, you know, not doing yeah. all. Um. So I, you know, there's, there's going to be a little bit of tension there. But so yeah. So it, it's it's all about changing. It's about dads having these conversations. Yeah. I mean, I recently started playing football with his dads versus dads. Oh, that's great. Um, thing and it's ace. Um, I I went. I played. What day is it today? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Um, I did my knee and then uh, so I was out for about two and a half months. Oh, shit. But so I had a first game on Friday and stuff and. General banter, 14 dads there, people that don't know each other, just kicking the football that's, about, a bit of awesome, exercise. Yeah. Maybe we should start an actual bad dads club. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we should do something like physical for actual parents. Like, that's, that's inherently lazy, though. That yeah, won't happen, I know. So that's... Well, <laughs> a walking club. Yeah, maybe something less physical. Maybe, maybe <laughs> less physical than walking. The, Let's go to the pub once Yeah, the bad dads beer tasting club. That sounds good. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, though. actually, fuck. <laughs> well, I think this is. I think this is the first time that this podcast has ever had anyone that has even relatively got their shit together. Because you really <laughs> seem like you're doing comparison. Oh me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. just someone who's actually addressed them. I got to listen to your podcast then, because li- <laughs> literally I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it will make you feel so good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at very different points in our mental health as well. Me and, me and Greg are at the point of recognising we have problems and trying to solve it, whereas After, you're very yeah. much of a... Have you got the tools? <laughs> I've, I've, I've been trying, but I've, I'm still I've spent not there. 15 years trying to deal with it myself, and I can't see a point that that's going to change. Yeah, I mean, and it's like all else. If my car broke, I could have all the tools in the garage. Mm. I ain't got a clue how to solve it. I ain't got a clue how to fix it. Cause I, I don't. I mean, I still don't know how a car drives now. I don't know the mechanics of a car. So, end of the day, you could have the tools and the determination. I the one book if I that changed my whole life was a book called CBT for Dummies. Sounds perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a reader. I think I've read about three books in my entire life. I mean, I, people that I read for fun just, you know, just not on my level. Um, but this <laughs> book literally felt like it was written for me. Right. It is so simple to understand, and it puts things into, like, cheeky little uh, ways of explaining it. It's just ace. And yeah. basically, I, I read that book prior to getting CBT therapy. Yeah. And I got this amazing therapy through... Uh, work uh, from this therapist he was unreal he is kind of I don't know how to describe it was basically tough love kind of therapy yeah, in yeah. a way it was like no we're not doing that this that and that <laughs> what do you think it, it, it was ace and it yeah. and it and he changed me um, but that CBT for dummies book is insane yeah I'd recommend that to anyone you can even get it on audible and you can get a free one uh, one, um, bit, one day I'm going to realise that the way that I've dealt with it for 15 years isn't healthy. But <laughs> until the day that I come to accept that, it's... <laughs> Let's have one more year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe the 16th year will be the one that yeah. finally... Uh, it's a bit like there, okay. middle of December thinking, oh, it's my New Year's resolutions. I, I know, I'll still do it wrong for the next two or three weeks and then I'll change yeah, yeah. it on, on the first. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, but, yeah, I, I mean... I, I You get one chance in this world, personally, I think. You know, I've got, that's my belief. You get one chance... Um and you know you need to grab it mm-hmm. as much as you can with both hands because you just don't. I mean, I I have issues. I have problems now. Compa- not comparison to a lot of people's. Yeah. Um. So I just grab it, uh, and 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 and, and make the best of it, and just. But yeah, CBT for dummies, unreal book. Honest to God, changed everything. No, that sounds. 
Sounds one to look for then. Yeah. Well, I think we'll get wrapped up. Have you got any kind of business card kind of stuff like Facebook pages, your manager no. or anything? No. I, I say I'm a laser photographer. I, I will be <laughs> this year. I will be setting up. Um, because I've always wanted, cause I wanted to do personal projects as well as business yeah, yeah. projects and stuff. So I probably will be setting up a website for my for my professional stuff. Because uh, I've already got a few weddings booked in for mm-hmm. this year. Um, hopefully with this project, I'm if if no one comes forward. I mean, I've always I've volunteered again to work at Mind yeah, to yeah. be a, an ambassador for Mind. Yeah. Um, I'm if I get time, I may go back to Samaritans and use that as kind of source material yeah, yeah um but i mean i know quite a bit on it so i might do the project anyway um yeah. the idea would just be to create imagery and probably do a gallery yeah. sometime in later on in the year That'd be good. um maybe if i can maybe go to schools college universities that, young, that would be young kids really and that and just thing. um and just openly talk about you know just seeing a grown man with a beard talking about <laughs> womenly stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah quotation marks yeah yeah i'll add the quotation marks in post oh, well, I, think, <laughs> I think we we uh we both love it uh, i think it's a really good idea yeah absolutely, absolutely. um and we just sync up on our wording then. yeah Fuck. I know. I meant to see um, but yeah i mean we'll open it up to anyone so if anyone does want to get in touch with phil um i mean if you get in touch with us we'll happily pass anything on if anyone yeah, wants sweet. to be involved yeah. we'll definitely pass anything on yeah absolutely um i'm on facebook i think you know i'm a big leeds fan i think my pictures are probably united something on facebook philip shaw uh, i think i've got my account set to like nobody can bother me <laughs> um you get so. in contact with the if you get in contact with the podcast page, we'll put you in yeah. touch. Yeah, there's the Sweet. Facebook page, which we'll give out at the end of the show. There's the email, and there is the website. So yes, we've finished the know, website. Yeah, the website's actually up and running now, so yeah. there's the contact uh, form on there as well. So there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us if you can't find Phil, um, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely put you in touch. Sweet. And uh, I yeah. think I think we'll both offer anything else that we can do to help. I think yeah, we're both absolutely. happy to help. So. Yeah, no, no, doing this is, uh, it's been good. I've good. enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, so. we've fucking loved having you on, mate. It's been... Yeah, it's genuine pleasure. It's really, has been emotionally good. draining. Is it? <laughs> it's yeah. in the best kind of way. It's I'm going to go home and feel shit about yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm going to go home and fucking cry for a while. I think. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Why not? Yeah. Eh? yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on, Phil. No, it's cheers. Really Brilliant. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. So that was Phil. Yeah, that was Phil. It was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. Actually, it a genuinely top bloke. I'll Mind you, we could say anything from it because he did tell us he wasn't going to listen to it. So we <laughs> could say anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I did have a little cry afterwards. <laughs> um, to be honest, I didn't get much time to reflect on it because I was rushing yeah. around so much yesterday afternoon. So mm-hmm. I haven't had time to sort of. I'll probably have a little cry when I listen back to it once I've done all the editing. But yeah, it was it was a really good interview. Um, eye opening, definitely yeah, eye opening. Really good. It it made me. It gave me a bit of imposter syndrome because I was starting to think like shit. I'm not that. I don't feel that. This is. I. I mean, I was quite quiet during the interview, and that's all I was thinking all the way through. It was like, I shouldn't be. I'm not qualified to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that's also the illness as well. Mm. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, fuck. Yeah. It was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. What a fucking top guy. Mm. Um. But yeah, he recommended the book uh, CBD CBT for dummies, not CBD. Something completely different. Uh, CBT for dummies. Um. Yeah, it's on. It is on Audible. I checked. Uh, so yeah, audible, give... audible, is that you said audible? Yeah, I know. I, I was 
questioning if it's audible. Or it audible. is audible. Fuck. It's just not pronounceable. It's just... <laughs> I'm an half a beer. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, aud- yeah, it's on Audible. Um, and we'll try and find some links to it. We'll yeah. try and find it cheapish and try and bang up some links to it. And importantly, if you do have... If you are affected by some of the stuff you talked about and if you do feel the way that Phil felt, uh, then do get in touch with people like the Samaritans and charities like Mind because there are people out there who who want to talk to you and, and help you through this. And as Phil was saying, you know, he, Phil um, made an attempt in his own life and now he's the happiest he's ever been. Mm-hmm. So there is not only one option. There are other ways to get through this that don't involve doing something extreme. So talk to someone. I mean, even if you just get in touch with us and just drop them at- <laughs> Don't advise that in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we least- are not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> As a first point of contact, if there's fucking no one else, then I, I will always reply to a message if yes. you are in trouble. Always, always, always. So ignore this fucking miserable ginger cunt. And <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you want a serious response, yeah. If you want a light-hearted, light-hearted take on your life, absolutely get in touch with us. <laughs> if you're stood on the side of a bridge, don't ring us. <laughs> yeah, go for someone like Samaritans yeah. or Mind. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I know we're making light of it, but yeah, in in all seriousness, there are people out there that can help and want to help for. for for the sake of a cliche that you know you're not alone yeah absolutely anyway let's move on to recommendations I actually have one dear yes I haven't I've not <laughs> not not an hour ago I was watching a fucking amazing Netflix show on the TV with my with fucking internet, internet. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm back in 2019 people <laughs> although I did I did a really depressing speed test 10 megabits per second which is better than I fucking had before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's better than zero, um, but still not as good as my fibre, which will be You've had an enlightening week this week, haven't you? Oh, discovered the internet, discovered bookmarks. It was, <laughs> it was like man discovering fire for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I was sat around the TV going, oh, oh, what magic box do? Well, I walked in and you're just scrolling I, through. I paused TV. <laughs> I walked in and you were just scrolling through random things. Was it Netflix you had on? That was YouTube. Uh, you know, I walked in and you were just scrolling through random things on YouTube on the telly. Just for the sake and, of being Yeah, there. just literally watching things because you could watch them. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but there's a TV show called Norseman. Uh, fucking excellent. Um, I've seen it on Netflix a few times on my phone. <laughs> Fire email <laughs> <laughs> telling me, "Hey Lewis, we've got added a new show. You'll you'll really like." Yeah, I, I will, and I do. Um, it's fucking hilarious. It's it's weird. Like it's so the story is it's a group of Vikings, um, and they just speak like modern people. Um, so they're really like conscientious and like it's it it's it's almost jarring. It's like the they come back from a raid. And they come back, and it's like really mundane village life. So, like, someone gets a wife, and it's him like getting an argument with his wife about not wanting to spend time with the wife's friends. But, <laughs> but then it's like it's us, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So it's it's really it's hard to sell. It's really mundane conversation, but done really fucking excellently. Right. Like, I was in fucking hysterics at the opening. Like within within the first two minutes, I was fucking creased. Really good. Um, and yeah, that was my recommendation. I did have another one. I've fucking forgotten it. Typically, oh, there's a app on your phone 
Uh, it's a game called Space Team, which is a uh, cooperative game where you play with people either on the same Wi-Fi network or Bluetooth. Which we had to use Bluetooth, <laughs> <laughs> but basically the idea is that you all have <laughs> you all have a comp. Fuck's sake. <laughs> We've lost him. Sorry, I'm just thinking back to the days of um, the Nokia Engage yeah. when you played on infrared and all stuff like that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but the idea is that you are in control of a spaceship, and each each one of you has a control panel, but it has different buttons on, and you get instructions, and some of them are for you, and some of them are for other people on your team. Right. But you have to shout at people, like. But it's not like it's not like set thrusters to full. It's like use the force. Disengage the hypothobola, and it's things like that. So me and Holly last night, we, we did. Sam had recommended it, so we downloaded it. We're like, oh yeah. Well, Why is this room so full of spiders? Sorry to interrupt. Right. I have no idea, man. Because these were driving me mental right. when we recorded this interview, and that's the third one I've seen. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I'll figure it out. And I couldn't say anything because it was a really serious interview, but there were fucking loads. <laughs> oh, there must. Be, oh, there's a few in the window. What the? F- oh wow! There's a few near the window. There is a spider's nest in here somewhere. There has to be. <laughs> well, yeah, you, that's because of, well, there's lots of baby spiders around. I don't <laughs> like spiders. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yesterday when we were recording, I had two thoughts simultaneously. I went, "Oh, there's a spider," followed by Greg doesn't like spiders, <laughs> <laughs> like in succession. <laughs> no, I'm fine with them little ones that I can squash between my fingers. But in six months, I'm not recording in here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll sort it. I'll get some bug bombs. Uh, not bug bombs. That's the wrong fucking. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking do my whole house for a couple of spiders. Uh, but me and Holly were on the sofa last night. Um, we just downloaded it because we had fucking nothing to do. Um, We've we, watched all of telly. Well, there's just no, there was there was no, nothing no. on. Yeah, I've forgotten what that feels like. There's nothing on. We were watching Star Wars Episode Three for the second time in a week because it was on ITV Two again. Um, and yeah, we were sat on the sofa shouting at each other to disengage a thumb bomb later and uh, turn the space forks up to nine. Um, <laughs> what were your neighbours thinking? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I've got another, oh, fuck, I've got another neighbour story. Oh, fuck. There's a TV show. There's a, another TV show recommendation, uh, Back in Time for School. Um, so the idea is that it started off as Back in Time for Work or something. Uh, back in Time for Tea is, what, is the first season. And the idea is that you go back in, like, back 100 years and see what they ate. And it's a family doing an, exper- oh. do an experiment where they have to eat what they ate 100 years ago. And they go pa- they go through the decades and do a different meal each day. I think... I, uh, I might have caught a little bit of one episode, but so, I think I know what you're on about. Yeah, so that was the first one. The one they're doing now is Back in Time for School when they've got like a classroom full of kids and it's doing schools from 100 years ago and going through the decades. So they did a bit about the 1920s where there's suffragettes and they're talking about women's self-defense. Um, and there's a bit where they're teaching women, they're teaching the girls jujitsu because um, it's something that suffragettes did in the 1920s. Um, and later on that evening, me and Holly were talking about it and and Holly got a bit excited and was like, oh yeah, I watched that jujitsu thing earlier and I think I can throw you down now. And I said, oh, Holly, I did jujitsu for three years. Please don't try it. And so she walked up to me and tried to push me over. And without even thinking about it, I... I genuinely went to muscle memory I just went she was oh, I'll do it like this I went no it's like this and just pushed her over um, just put my <laughs> I was honestly waiting for you to go she wants it wants me and I punched her in the throat <laughs> <laughs> well this is the fucking where this, this is where the story gets interesting so I, I threw her down I, I didn't like throw her on the ground I like held her up but apparently when she stood up the neighbour was stood outside the next door and just mouthed are you okay 
<laughs> and we were just and we were going outside to have a cigarette. Um, and so we went outside and the neighbour was still there and I was like, um, I can explain. <laughs> it wasn't what it looked like. Luckily we get on with the neighbour and I was able to explain the story that I just explained. Um, and she seemed to buy it. <laughs> I think I've got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Call the police. She'll fucking do the pots next time. Though. That's... <laughs> next time dinner will be on the table when I get in. <laughs> uh, uh, any other recommendations? No, I haven't got any to be honest. Um, since we last spoke, I've been at work and here. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> We 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 need to spend but, some time apart. Actually, I think. speaking of recommendations, have you had a chance to watch Bed Box? Black Bed? What I've, the fuck was it called? But uh, Bed Box. Bed Box. Yeah, I've had the internet for oh, of course, yeah, you four hours. <laughs> Sorry to remind you, but you haven't had the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't fucking. I tell you, I got the bill from KCOM. Yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> you owe seventy six quid. I went. I fucking don't. <laughs> I love that is opinion only. <laughs> I love your um. I love your response when you, when I told you about it. And you were like, "What I do when I call people up like that is I um." When they ask that, that honestly, I do it all the time and it works. So what do you say? I'm gonna fire some bullets, shout and swear. You can listen to it or pass me to a manager. Nine times out of ten, you get a manager straight away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't fucking take that shit straight away. You know. You go through all the account security, date of birth, all the rest of it, you know, cat's mother's fucking cat's stupid fucking maiden name or whatever they want to know. And then they go, so Mr. Adams, how can you help? And I go, right, I'm going to shout, swear at you. You can listen to it or you can pass me to someone more senior. Bear with me, Mr. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's laughing again because he used to work in a call centre and yeah. <laughs> shout out screamed out more times than we have. Yeah, no, no. Nine times out of ten, you get a manager straight away. You don't even need to explain the situation twice. It's great. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, that's what. Occasionally, you get the phone down. <laughs> the fucking the engineer that came out to the internet today. Um, so he finished installing it all, and I was like, oh, it's still got a red light. He was like, oh, yeah, they'll have done this thing. If you just call them and do it, it'll save me a job. <laughs> At first, I was like, yeah, no worries, mate. I'll give him a call. And he left. And I turned to Sam and was like, did he just say it'll save me a job? <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. save me doing the thing that I'll, I'm paid to do. I'll do you a fucking favour, Charlie. <laughs> Cheeky motherfucker. Send them a bill. I fucking might but like, right, I had to call tech support for you so I'm going to take a, a day, another day off the internet mm. motherfuckers but anyway I've got internet now it's slow and I haven't got it in my studio yet because I forgot to get an ethernet cable and I forgot my wi- my computer doesn't have wifi um, so hopefully Holly is picking up a cable after work <laughs> otherwise it's going to be and if she doesn't you'll just beat her again so <laughs> just throw her to the ground <laughs> seek ha <laughs> <laughs> Hand me the cable, get in the kitchen. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, on that blatant sexism, I think we'll be off. <laughs> yeah, um, so usual requests. If you can steal someone's phone and download the podcast for them, because they won't know what a podcast is, because nobody does. Um, Facebook.com slash Bad Dads Club Podcast. The email is baddadsclubpodcast at gmail.com. You're looking at me like you're expecting me to remember all these. Twitter is at baddadsclubpc. Mm. And the website... Yes. The website... The website is... is (laughs) baddadsclubpodcast.com. 
I think. <laughs> it's .com. It is .com. But there is a website. There's a website, and it's finished, and it looks good. So thank you, Greg, for doing that. It's okay. Uh, and I will finish it at some point. But it is live, which is, you know, more than it was before. Yeah, it's live, and it has links to the podcast episodes on. Yes. So, um, yeah, so thank you very much for putting up with us again. And please get in touch. Speak to us. We're so lonely. Yep. <laughs> Greg drives a truck all day. He needs people to speak to. Yep. <laughs> get in touch. Yeah, uh, as always, any stories, any questions, anything at all. Just scream into the void, yeah. like we do. Yeah. Right, thanks guys. Speak to you soon. Are you okay?